welcome once again to EW10's Bookmark. I'm Doug Keck, your host. Our guest author, Kristalina Evert, and the book is Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation, and Healing, proudly published by EW10 Publishing, available naturally through our EW10 religious catalog, EW10RC.com for all things Catholic. It's great to have you on the program for the first time, I believe, Christina. It is a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You know, over the years, uh, I've seen you on different uh, shows and events here at EW10, and certainly yes. your husband, Jason. Yes. Certainly uh, one of our mainstays in the early days of Life on the Rock in the late oh, 90s yes. and stuff. He would definitely be one of the regular fixtures that Jeff Cavins would have on the show. Yes. Uh, and, and the two of you now working together. Women Made New. Whose idea was it to put this book together? Holy Spirit inspired, <laughs> definitely Holy Spirit inspired. And I just see the hurting women right now and they needed something. And a lot of times, unfortunately, women are in competition with each other and we kind of get in our own way. And there are so many unbelievable women ministries out there that I thought could help all of these hurting women if they just knew about let me, them. Let me ask you, why are women hurting and if so, more today than maybe they were in the past? And what's the cause? Just the culture, society, and I think um, our culture and society is very ego-driven. It's all about me. And the more you obsess with yourself and try to make yourself happy, the more miserable we are. But we are not people of the world. We're God's people. And we're trying to solve our problems on an earthly, worldly level when we need to solve our problems on a godly level. Then now, we'll find now peace. Now, you kick things off. For, and, and you feature Mother Angelica prominently through here. Which Throughout really, the entire book. I dedicated the whole right, book to right. her. And it's very interesting <laughs> because you use segments and pieces from that we haven't heard since they originally aired, let's say, on the network years ago, right? Years ago, even her whiteboard teachings, years right. and years ago. And I listened to 300 hours of Mother Angelica over the course of the year. And I would just put my little ear pod and I would do dinner or I would mm. do my laundry or housework or whatever it was. And if I just heard something that really just... Um, really helped my spirit or I just knew it was it was powerful or just that gem, I would write it down. And it all compiled into two beautiful chapters and I got the transcripts. They allowed me to have right. the transcripts and go through them as well. Now the book is uplifting overall as you deal with issues, but you start off with a prayer from Mother Angelica about being disappointed. Oh, Why? we all have disappointments. We have disappointments in our family members, our husband, our children, just the world itself experiences. But in the end of that prayer, it's so encouraging. And I always would say it to myself that you hold your head up high, she says. You have that courage and you trust in God's providence with the sacred heart of Jesus, immaculate heart of mother. And, you know, courage is contagious, right? And that's what mother has been for me. It's been contagious and it's made me want to be courageous because it wasn't easy. It was scary doing this kind of on my own and just kind of on the side and and it all came to fruition, but it was really that courage and, and her encouragement and role model in my life. Now in the forward, uh, the, the priest Father Louis M. Solsa yes. writes, the stories in this book represent the different seasons women go through, good and bad times. This book is for women who want to change, have a better life and be happy. And he goes on to say, we lose a precious opportunity to change when we do not want to change. Is, is that the key? Yes, women get stuck. They get stuck and they think if they stuff it, they shove it, they put lipstick on it and they keep going, they're gonna be okay. They can just survive. But Jesus doesn't want us to survive. He wants us to thrive. He wants us to grow. He wants us to do great things for him. But if we stay stuck in that mentality of just holding on to and hiding it from the world and Jesus, you're going to stay handicapped in your spirituality. In a sense, you're like uh, the parable of the talents where you bury the talent. And yes, figure they out bear, exactly. Bury it and then That's show up with the one. That's speaking to those women burying all of this yuck and wounds and sin. 
Yes, it's speaking to them. You also hear sometimes, and I, I think it's meant for the right reason, but I think sometimes it, it doesn't play out the way it should, which is God loves you just the way you are. Yes, <laughs> but he doesn't leave us there, does right, he? Right, exactly. Yeah, we're always changing, we're evolving. It's ebbs and flows like that he said, wants he us wants to go through. Like you said, he wants you to move forward. Yes. Right. Now, he also talks about a couple of things. Lift up your heart to God all day in your invocation. Force yourself to acquire virtues. But he also starts off with have a routine, for without routine, we fall into despair. Have you found that? Yes, in my own life, I have found that. If I don't just stick with what I know I need to do, we always know deep down what we need to do, right, Doug? Mm -hmm. That um, you get distracted, you don't pray, you don't go to that daily mass, you put other things before, and before you know it, you're bearing your own spirituality because everything else is coming first when that's upside down. Well, people look at uh, they, the Crystalina Everett on here. She's married to Jason Everett. You've got how many kids now? Eleven now, with three oh, babies in heaven, oh, eight oh, children uh, here. Uh, all these kids. You're on television. You've got a ministry, uh, but you say, have you ever felt where you're not enough? For every day of my life, for years and years, I felt mm. not enough. I mm. felt like I didn't meet the bar. Someone else in the room was better, prettier, smarter. You know, and you're always comparing yourself, and you engage in that demonic dialogue that beats you down, and you mm. let it. What is that? The, what is that still small voice that you hear on many occasions? Is that a good voice or a bad voice? Everybody has that voice. It's not just me. It's you. It's mm. everybody. It's really the small whispers that God speaks to our heart, mm. and I really feel it's our compass to heaven. If we just listen to that voice. We're going to get there. We're going to be okay. We're going to be protected. But it's not always easy to listen to that small voice. That small voice is asking us to do big things and hard changes sometimes that we don't want to make. But you have to. It's the only way. You say, I define myself by past mistakes. What does that mean? I did. I used to define myself by uh, the things that I did, the things that have happened to me, and I used to live out of that wound. And so many people, especially women, live out of those wounds, and they don't realize how much that affects their everyday life. And you're honest about some of your lifestyle there in, in the, oh, the high yes. school, college days, etc., and to the fact that you, you hit somewhat bottom for yourself. I was very promiscuous, drinking right. drugs, you name it, I was into it. But it even went back further than that, that I found out within marriage that I was sexually abused when I was a child. Mm. And then it, but I made so much sense to myself when I found that out and by the grace of God I was obedient and I listened to go to counseling because that's a humbling thing to have to accept and experience right but I, I, I made so much sense knowing well now I know why I sexualized my anger now I know why it was hard for me to receive love give love all of those things but it was just being able to face it mm -hmm. and I could not have done that without Jesus some of those dark places within women you have to have Jesus to face it because he's the only one that can heal you there. Now, I've heard about God has a plan, but you say God has an assignment for you. Oh. Are you on assignment? Is that what it is? Do you know, I went over the weekend and I went in front of Mother Angelica's tomb at the shrine and I start, I saw it, I started bawling and crying and I literally felt like this whole year and everything that's happened in this book coming to fruition, I was finishing an assignment mm -hmm. that God had given me. And he gives everybody assignment. Your entire life is because you have a purpose, you have a plan, and God is trying to push you and guide you towards that. Not everyone's just here just to, to live and have fun right. and do whatever they want. No, you have a purpose and it affects other people. And your decisions now that you make hold weight here and on heaven. You say Jesus challenges us women of God, young or old, not to be of the world. It's very Why difficult. is he challenging women specifically to not be of the world? It's so enticing to want to be that woman of the world. But the thing is, you get into compare, you start comparing yourself with them, right? And mm -hmm. like I said before, you start trying to solve your problems 
the way the world solves their problems, but we can't do that. We are women of God. We need to act like women of God, but we solve our problems right. the way women of God would. Not looking it up, not going to social media, not looking to your friend, not talking here. No, you get on your knees and you talk to God first, and that small, still voice comes into play, and you know what you need to do. Now, is it hard? Yes. Do you have to break up with that boyfriend? Yes. Do you have to stop taking taking those pills or drinking or whatever it is that you're doing to hurt yourself? But you right. know, deep yeah, down, yes, yes, or, or wearing those right. clothes or listening right. to music or or immersing in social media in an unhealthy way. Like, we know, we know, there's no excuses. You know deep down, but we do this with God. All right. Now, St. Therese was important to you. You also say in the book that you wanted to share a moment that changed the course of your entire life. What was, and you also refer to something what's called a grace-filled Lazarus moment. What's that? It's when I went to, um, I went to a talk and there was a young man that he just got up and he talked about just all the drugs, all the pornography, everything had been to, and my mother tried everything to get me out of that lifestyle, mm -hmm. and nothing could penetrate that darkness, but that young man's courage, mm -hmm. and he was brave, and he was unashamed mm -hmm. of his past, and it pierced the darkness I was in, and I wanted that more than anything, Doug, is not to be mm -hmm. ashamed of the life I was living, wake up every day with such shame and regret and just, it was terrible. I hated myself and right. I felt like I lived in Halloween. I always had a mask on, always happy right. and I'd go home and I would be depressed and miserable and it wasn't good. And um, he, he pierced that darkness and from that point on I went to confession. I slowly turned my life around and it really was a Lazarus moment. I was completely dead in my spirituality in every way. and. And God always is after us. He's always inviting us. He's always pursuing us. And he always was pursuing me no matter how dark I was getting, no matter what I was doing. I did still hear his voice, Doug. Right. But I there's I tried everything we, we to shut it, it up. We block it out. I want to shut it up. Right, Forget right. blocking it. Just it, like be quiet. Just change stop. And change yes. is scary. And that you're worthy, you're love like this. Oh, it's like, no, leave me alone, leave me alone. Don't right. don't look at me. Right. It's the shame. But at the same time, no, God wants you in your ugly. He wants you in your mess. He doesn't want you in your perfect. And that's what I thought a lot right. of women think that. Well, when God loves me when I'm perfect and I'm holy and good, then he'll have something to do with me. No, it's upside down. When right. you are a mess and you need help and no one is around Jesus is and right. he was there for me and that I call my Lazarus moment okay now you also have a quote here from Mother Angelica everything starts with one person you say I don't care if you're five or 105 from all eternity God chose you to be when you are at this time in history to change the world everything starts with one person what do you mean what do it you think she meant by yes. that it starts with that one yes of that person when God is asking. And if you just even look at this network of what Mother Angelica built, it is mind-blowing. And it was just one yes at a time. No matter how hard, no matter what came against this little nun, she just kept saying, yes, Jesus, I will do that, Jesus, whatever you want, Jesus. And look what she created. And our yeses have, again, spiritual weight here on earth and on heaven because of her yes it takes one person that can set literally the world on fire and that is the truth and change lives and souls and one person has affected the entire world and generations and that's mother angelica from her yes mm. but it was her obedience to that yes mm. because we don't always want to be obedient in what god's asking us but if we're obedient to it the grace will be there we just keep going and that really is what has given me encouragement in my own life. Yeah, as you use the famous quote here, one, one foot in the air and a queasy feeling in your stomach moving forward. It's huge. It's everything. It's We've our, all had that queasy one, feeling, one right? One of our favorite quotes. Yeah. And, and I remember Mother asked one day, asked her one time, she said, well, Mother, if you have such faith, she said, well, 
my faith hasn't made it down to my stomach, you know. <laughs> it's, the truth. It, it's in my head, but it, uh, my stomach hasn't quite gotten it yet. Yeah. Uh, you say, have you had enough of being consumed by the trappings of the world? My invitation now is face it, own it, heal it, make the decision to abandon yourself to God's will. And the most important part is probably trust Him, right? It's huge. And sometimes when you are doing what it is He asks, it's so hard to trust. And that's where the act of the will really comes in. All of our senses really have to engage in doing the will mm -hmm. of God. And especially just, like you said, one foot in front of the other. Right. Now, obviously, you've got multiple stories. Janet Benkovic is in here, Joy Pinto, people know, and other people. Uh, Matt Frad's wife is yeah, in I'm here. But I'm focusing on you because you're sitting here, so yes, I can, I can ask you questions about some of your. Yeah, book. so everybody understands that, absolutely. but I wanted to focus on some of your stories. You, in another chapter, you talk about while drowning in an ocean of my inadequacies, I discovered that the betrayal came from within me. How so? You're always looking on the outside to the problems and solve things on the outside to kind of keep things at bay, right? And keep things from getting out of control when you just have to stop and look and say, well, where am I out of control? Start looking at yourself. And one of the biggest questions I ask women to do in this book, and mm -hmm. I want them to ask themselves every chapter that they read, is what is it that's keeping you from becoming the woman God has created you to be. What is that one thing? We all have that one thing. What is it you're holding on to? What sin, what past, what brokenness, mm -hmm. what shameful moment happened that changed the course of the rest of your life? Well, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you've got to go there. You've got to focus it. You have to face it. You have to own it. You have to heal it. Mm -hmm. And then God will bless you and he will really give you the gifts and talents and replace all of that with everything that you were supposed to have that maybe was robbed and he restores it because I used to live in a cloud of shame and mm. it was terrible but I can sit here in front of you Doug and in front of your audience without shame whatsoever and know Jesus loves me and mm. you have no fear when you know in the depths of your being that you are loved by him. Mm -hmm. You say because the healing process sometimes feels overwhelming or impossible women are tempted never to begin. It's scary. Mm -hmm. You think of that. You don't want to go back to that rape. You don't want to go back to that abortion. You don't want to go and back to that moment. you have a story moment. in here. I think there's a rape there's, story there's in here. There's rape. There's abortion. Really there's specifically everything. talk about talk it, but about she it, alludes but to it. Right? You yeah. name it. We cover the gamut of right, everything right. that women really, truly go through. And right. we also have the ministries that can help them get through that pain and suffering. You say, I often talk myself out of the reality of what happened to convince myself of a tamer version of the truth. Is that typical, you think, of people? I think women that have suffered through trauma really kind of say, oh, well, maybe it was my fault, or maybe maybe I did something, or maybe it wasn't as bad as I'm portraying it to be, or it's my really just, you know, I'll just, let's just not even go there. There's no point. Let's not even just touch it, you know, and just shove, shove. But it causes not. It's like a volcano or pressure cooker. You push down, it's going to erupt on your children, in your marriage, in your life, in your workplace. It will come out in different ways. Or your kickboxing partner. Maybe. Or you go kickboxing. Right, right. <laughs> That's what I did. Right. It was fantastic. I still do it to this day. Right, you do. Okay. You just say, if we keep our wounds locked away, our past will continue to haunt us. And that's why you say, don't hesitate to ask God for help at difficult moments always have to ask God for help. You're in a spiritual battle. You are in a war and you need help from your comrades in heaven and especially the king of kings. And he will give you the weapons to slay the beast in your life and look it dead in the eyes and say, 
I'm not afraid because I have Jesus with me fighting. You said, I changed my life and even became a missionary. I met my husband, we married, we started a family. I assumed that all my baggage could be left outside the church as you entered a new phase of your life. Do you think that's what sometimes disappoints people? They think, oh, I've had this conversion experience. Now I'm in love with Jesus. Everything's supposed to be good. Everything's great. You go to this fairy tale. You think you're going to live, and you really do. I really thought it was going to just stay outside the church, and I'd just be the wife I always thought I'd be, the mother, and it all came with me. And especially, you think you have the tools not to be who your parents were. Like, I'm not going to get that divorce. I'm not going to be fighting. I'm not going to have this and that. And my, my assumptions were completely wrong, and, well, what gave me the idea that I was going to have the tools mm -hmm. in my little toolbox to make it different, and I didn't. I had all the wrong tools. People go into marriage thinking they just have what it takes. Well, no, you don't, and you're really making a lot of assumptions. You need to go, you need to heal, you need to trade out your emotions, your memories, how your upbringing, and for what is right, what is good, what is whole, and then you can have that healthy marriage. Then you can be a good mom. Then you can run a good, godly household. And even now, is it hard for me? Absolutely. Am I healed 100%? No, it's a process. Right. Am I where I was? Absolutely not. And the devil wants us to forget our victories. Oh, he wants us to forget that we have overcome him in many aspects of our life. So do not forget the victories right. you've had, but it's always a journey yeah, and it's an always stumble, process. Right there. Oh, beat you down. Demonic right. dialogue. Oh, 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 you right know? There, yeah. That's no, right. Thank you. So you think you overcame Yeah, you think yeah. you got this. Same, yes. Yeah. I, I thought this was interesting. Don't reach for a Band-Aid when you need surgery. How do you know which one is right for you, a Band-Aid or surgery? Deep down women know. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows when they have those deep problems and wounds that they've just been ignoring and just don't want to deal with their face or they just want to act like aren't there or just think of something immediately different if it comes up, you know. There's coping mechanisms that women really just take on as their own and it really is a coping mechanism and it's unhealthy. You say, uh, I struggled with relating to Jesus as a man because men had hurt me many times, but because his presence was veiled in the Eucharist, I approached him without the obstacle between us. My association with men was hurtful. It was sad. I hated men at one point in my life, and when I saw Jesus as a man, I wanted nothing to do with him because I associated all that hurt and pain, and I put it on Jesus. But I was able to approach him in the Eucharist. The Eucharistic Jesus was everything for me for years and years and years, and I was able to develop a relationship. I was able to go to him. Mm -hmm. And I really encourage women that have been hurt by men in their past, if you can't approach Jesus, and I realized that was one of my biggest blocks in my spirituality mm -hmm. was that it, the man. But when I went to the Eucharistic Jesus, it changed everything for me. And I really encourage women just to go to that Eucharistic Jesus, and he waits for you. There's a great quote here from Mother Angelica. The Spirit gave us his gifts so we could be clothed with the jewels of virtue, the gold of love, the emeralds of hope, and the brilliant diamonds of faith. Let us not be content with the scotch tape and aluminum foil of this world, which is what it really is. That really is exactly what it is. And we dress ourselves up with it, and it's a counterfeit. Well, a lot of times, you know, the aluminum foil glitters. It looks like silver, but it's, it's, re it's, it's really not. And you even have a chapter where Mother talks about regret and remorse and sorrow. Why did you pick that one? With her. Because I feel like that's where our world is at. That's where women are at right now, and they don't know how to get past it, and they don't know the difference between the two. A mother does an excellent job of mm -hmm. describing both. Teresa Tamio, surrender is not a four-letter word. She says, there's no better place on earth for a woman than to be in relationship with Jesus in the Catholic Church. The world doesn't think that. No, nobody thinks that. You know, you really, right now, everybody needs to show up to their own fight. 
You know, you need to show up to your battle, you need to be unafraid, and you need to answer the call that God has put in everybody's heart right now. And everybody right. has, I don't care who you are. And it's time to show up, it's time to pray up, and it's time to take serious our faith, our soul, and the gifts that God has given us and utilize them to help the hurting world. It's interesting, she talks about surrender, and then she talks about something called FOMO, fear of missing out. And, and I always thought, you know, there's too many people out there who think there's some party going on that oh, they're yeah. missing out on or some great event that they see listed on their social media or, or somebody else's life living out in TikTok land or yes. Facebook and facade. being famous and have no idea how false it is. It's so false. It's the facade. And you think, oh, I'm arrived, I'm at the party, I'm doing it, I'm like everybody else. And you are miserable and a sheep led to slaughter. That's how I felt. Now, now I know Father Joseph has great wisdom, but uh, beauty <laughs> tips I didn't know was his forte here. He said, uh, oh, so a few great. times in my previous life, almost three decades, I've given dispirited young women my beauty secrets for ladies. With a smile, I tell them I have three-part formula that will without a doubt enhance their beauty. Smile, modesty, and virtue, it works. Oh, I read that chapter and it touched my heart. I was bawling, you know, but at the same time, um, when I went to Jesus and asked, okay, who do you want in this book? He was on the list, but mm -hmm. I also think it's important women are hearing from a priest and they're, they're getting um, encouragement and, and it's hard sometimes finding good, solid priests to get that spiritual advice right. from. So I think it was important. Another wise quote from Mother, I need to be detached from my own opinions in order to be open to the quiet inspirations of the Holy Spirit, that little voice. Only then will I be able to discern what he's saying and what he desires. That's right. We have to go in the quietness. And that, that is why the world wants to clog us up with social media, our phones, our ear pods. I mean, constantly. You, I don't see young people without their phones anymore. It's like a part of them right. now. And there's no silence. But they still hear God's voice because yeah. I still heard it in the noise. You got Catherine Hadro, as people know, uh, whom shall I please? Really interesting story, I think, for people to realize. Here's somebody who, who somehow has a dream job, got everything yes. she wanted to have, made the right statement, and was attacked viciously through oh, social media. Viciously, and she ha she handled it with grace, dignity, and the way a woman of God should. Right, and, and, and I always thought the great thing with Catherine was she, she was totally true to herself in the sense that yes. she, it was what she cared about, what she believed about it, and you saw it in her interviews and how she did it on the screen. And also the strength and the, and, and the stamina it took to back away from that when she felt like yes. that was what she was being asked to do in a sense by her Lord for her own family and her own self. And I know it was very hard for her, very hard, but what God asks us to do is not always going to be easy, but it will always be what's best for us. Right, and she says, learning to say no to others and yes to God will free you and empower you to be the best version of yourself. I'll share how this is true in our life, and she does yes. else, elsewhere in the, in the chapter. And she's true to herself, and she's right. true to what God is asking her to be. Now you got a sister Bethany. Is she a, a sister of life? Is that what I see? Yes, seen? she is. Okay. Yes, she is. And she talked about the fact that the enemy hates women, creative life bearers, nurtures other Marys, Saint Teresa Benedict of the Cross, Edith Stein. We know a lot of people know her as, who spent her last eight hours which comforting mothers, feeding children, and combing their hair and saying, "God combats evil through the power of a woman's maternal love." That is so true. And without it, where would we all be without our mother's love, right? Especially mine. My, I know it was my mother's love, her tears, her prayers that truly got me out of that darkness. And, and Sister goes on to say that your love matters. You are necessary. The love of your heart changes the world. 
whether that fact is recognized or not. I just go back to Mother Angelica. Mm -hmm. Look at the love she had for Jesus and it has been portrayed through the world and in her yeses and how it's affected everybody. You have our own Joy Pinto in here who talks yes. about, uh, she's a convert, uh, as was Jim. The beauty of being Catholic and I'm a convert is that our Lord has given us all the sacraments to help us on our faith journey and everything we need to become as holy as we want to be. Mother Angelica would encourage us, we're all called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. That was part of the opening of one of her programs. She's so straightforward, just down to earth, and she says it like it is. And that's what I love about Joy. She's just great and real. She's, she's a Jersey girl. Yeah. Uh, I know for a fact <laughs> that my it. marriage is making me holy. And I think that's one of the great insights of the church of having marriage be a sacrament. Yes. You know? with, and without it, we're lost. We are just lost. And it becomes something that it's not inside out, upside down. And you see the world trying to do that right now. Right. And, 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 and that sacrament gives you the power and the stick-to-itiveness in, in, in the tough times. Absolutely. Dr. Dr. Kimberly here, uh, Space for yeah. Grace. Why did you include her? She has been my counselor for years. Oh, is that what it is? She is my own personal counselor, and I wanted women to get rid of the stigmata of going to counseling. It's bad. It's mm -hmm. not good. It's, it's, you're, you have a mental problem. But she talks about how she became a counselor, what she went through, and just everything that happened to her, and that it really is a safe place. And sometimes that's where you need to go to heal. There's no other way. Cameron Fred, he's lying to you, talking about how Satan tends to tell these lies. And I guess she quantified him down to, you're not beautiful, you're stupid, you're a disappointment, you're too much yes. for people. I thought was, you've made too many mistakes, <laughs> you don't deserve love. And I guess that too much for people, I think, related a little bit to herself. Probably, but a lot of those relate right. to a lot of women. Mm -hmm. There's not one woman that doesn't agree with one of those statements, Doug. Right. Yeah. So what's the reaction been to the book so far? The women that have read it that I have just, they can't believe it. Mm -hmm. And the words are incredibly life-giving. Mm -hmm. They're life-giving and it's right where women are at. And also the fact that these are ministries that can help them if they have been divorced, if they did have an abortion, if they are, have an eating disorder, whatever's going on, this is the work person you can look to, the, the woman that wrote the chapter, and right. this is her ministry that can help you heal. And that was the purpose. Now, besides writing books, what, what else are you doing right now? You got a podcast. To, I know we air the radio show. Yes, right? I have a syndicated radio show on EWTN right. on Saturdays, right. and it's on Sirius XM 130. And yeah. then also um, my Women Made New Ministry. I don't do a lot of speaking. Mm. I'll do really big events. I'll be going to World Youth Day, things like that. Yeah. But my main vocation is really being a mother at home, and I just when God gives me the time, I'm able to do things like How this. How long did it take you to show. put the book together from the time you decided to try to do it? From start date to finish, one year, one year. exactly. And when do you write? Middle of the night. Middle of the night. Okay. <laughs> Not surprisingly. That's Thank you so truth. much, Kristalina. Thank you. It's Ever been a pleasure. Great to be with you. Women Made New, Reflections of Adversity, Transformation, and Healing, proudly published, as I said before, by EWTN. Check it out. It's worth the read. Available through our EWTN Religious Catalog, EWTNRC.com for all things Catholic. I'm Doug Keck. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next time.